Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Matt Pasta. How's everyone doing today? Hey. Early. I'm it, doing early. It, well, it's not that early. It I mean, it's like 1030 here. I mean, yeah, but you know, with the job, I was also up an hour and a half ago, but it's early. It's probably the earliest it's, we've recorded. Yeah. Well, except for that one time when we had Joe on, but like that—that that was just like us testing things out. Yeah, who, who knows how early? Yeah, that's that's a weird callback. But no, and Brent, <laughs> it's a Saturday. You got to watch some cartoons. Anything good these days? No, they stopped doing Saturday morning cartoons like eight years ago. Unfortunately, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, man. like there, there are a- no Saturday morning cartoons anymore. Like that's just not a thing that happens these no, days. No, like there was like a like I don't know if it was like an announcement, but it was kind of like yeah, all the channels like. Fox at the time it was WB, uh, ABC, NBC. They're just kind of like, yeah, we're not doing like the three hours of cartoons in the morning anymore that we used to do. And it's just like, Damn. what the fuck? Like that was a staple of my childhood. Yeah, like, I watched, I watched all of those shows, even if I didn't like them, just because it was like that. You know, this is a big chunk of cartoons you don't get any other time of the week. I just so. took that for granted. I, it shows how out of the loop I am. I just figured that shit was still going on. Interesting. No, Poor kids these I mean days, they don't have cereal and saturday morning cartoons (laughs) yeah i mean some channels might still do it like maybe fox does it or something but it's not like the big major broadcasters like abc nbc cbs uh fox (laughs) i would say wp but that's not a major broadcaster well they're not cw now oh man well that's typical for us to start on a bummer but this is a video (laughs) podcast I mean, it happened like a decade ago, if that's still a bummer for you. And it's bumming me out. I'm like, where'd they go? Where are these cartoons? Um, now it's all anime. Uh, anime! Hey, I, that's actually a good replacement. Whatever, that works for me. Um, But let's talk some video games. I actually have way too much to talk about. I feel like we haven't recorded in quite a while, so um, I'll, we'll save me for last. And actually, I did get a new laptop, so there might be a little bit of a technology segment of why I went with what I did. Um, But anybody want to go first? Basta, have you had a opportunity to play any games or anything going on in the pinecast world worth mentioning um a lot of a lot lot of pinecast stuff happening um (laughs) some that i i can't actually talk about uh for for reasons which will become clear hopefully in the next couple weeks we're building super soldiers here our episode the corporate annual oh (laughs) Oh, jesus i was back to that not too long ago that was (laughs) That's a fucking shit show of an episode. That's a clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to like keep it on track and you guys no. are just like ruining everything. So we're not doing that anymore. Um, so <laughs> I thought it would be a fun way to like, you know, bring bring the show in and like have a little have a little moment of corporate solitude and like just professionalism. Just, Get some regulations uh uh taken care of uh with regard to <laughs> Delaware corporations. Uh Nah. Uh, but no, no, it's not a thing. Um, <laughs> I haven't played that many games. I think the game that I've probably spent the most time on has been the New York Times crossword puzzle. Oh, man. You that's bougie classy. bitch. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I appreciate that kind of shit. <laughs> so the way that I got into crossword puzzles, uh, I was on a flight um, maybe about a month, two months ago. And... Uh, <laughs> So I was flying to Chicago, and then I was going to fly from Chicago to uh, where we were headed. And um, on on the flight to Chicago, they have um, the crossword puzzle in the like in-flight magazine in the seat back pocket. And so I sat down and I did the whole thing, or like almost the whole thing. It's like two or three left that I couldn't get. 
and I've got a pretty good memory. So then on the on the subsequent flight, I'm I'm sitting there <laughs> and I'm like, hey, let's see the crossword puzzle. And so we get out the crossword puzzle and I'm just like flying through it. It's like, oh my God, you're so smart. <laughs> so if we finish it in like a minute. <laughs> and it's like, wow, well, you know, like this isn't this is what I expected to be of like, yeah, it's a lot easier the second time, you know? <laughs> so I'm just a real piece of shit. Um That's why you're here. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I don't think we let people on this show that aren't pieces of shit. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I won't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly just us three and Mark, actually, but that's okay. Mark yeah, is and the biggest piece of shit. Yeah, well, Mark. Yeah, he's not even here right now. He doesn't um, listen. He has actually, no excuse. Actually, um, no, he does listen. <laughs> so I thought to myself, why not like practice crossword puzzles and like get good at them? Because that's like a fun skill to have, right? Where you like pull out a crossword puzzle and fly through it. Everybody thinks you're smart. Um, so I recently got a subscription to the New York Times and I was like, oh, fuck it. Why not? I'll get the, the crossword puzzle app. Unfortunately, um, a subscription to the New York Times does not get you a subscription to the New York Times crossword. And so I was playing on like the one week free trial that they have for the for the crossword app. Um, what? Yeah, it's pretty bullshit. I guess it's because they do like one weekly crossword, but then they have like a daily crossword that's separate from the New York Times subscription. I don't know. It It's fine. Whatever. I'm done. <laughs> my my trial is over. Um, but it's kind of neat. Uh, if, if you're into like word puzzles, um, obviously crosswords are like the original word puzzle. Um, the New York Times has three types. There's um, the the mini, the midi, and uh, the, the regular one. So the mini is a five by five grid. Generally, they take me like under a minute to solve. And if it takes me more than 30 seconds, that's because I'm also like responding to text messages while I do it. Um, so those are fun. The midis are nine by nine. And so they're more challenging and they can take between like one and five minutes. Um, so that's that's also kind of fun. Just a Just a nice little sort of it's like the same duration as a poop, right? So you can you can get <laughs> in the bathroom, open up the meaty, and finish it before uh, your business is taken care of. Um, you obviously don't know how long I poop for. I oh eat God. a lot of you, fiber. You uh, should you should see a doctor, Bren. If I, it takes you more than fifteen minutes to poop, th- there's something wrong there. Well, I mean, um, the, bl- the blood in there loosens it, so it makes it go a little quicker. Oh so, like, my. it's good. It's fine. It's yeah, I don't unfortunate even, how common I don't even want to poop is on the show. And I think we've even had an episode titled, like, Perfect for Pooping. And it can was you, about Can somebody put that on the bingo, the bingo list? Yeah, please. yeah. There please, thank you. Okay. Um, I saw a note in there once that said, help me. I don't remember eating that. <laughs> so, I don't know where <laughs> I, I came from. I remember eating the note that said, help me. I don't know Jesus where I came from. Christ. I think there's something in there. So, um... Yeah, New York Times crossword. Uh, other than that, a lot of stuff happening with Pinecast. Um... There's a new update coming to the site builder pretty soon that lets you customize individual modules uh, uh, currently in just your header and footer, but that's going to be expanded out to also encapsulate the hero section. So on the first page of your Pinecast website, you'll be able to customize whether there's like a special called out episode or whether it's just a big list. Um, Lots of new customization features coming down the pipe. Um, New upgrade page coming soon, which it really isn't much of a uh, an interesting feature for most people but hopefully it'll um entice new customers 
It, well, entice new customers, but also make it like less frustrating to sign up. Uh, a lot of people actually have trouble with coupon codes, as it turns out. Like, I get a <laughs> startling number of support They're really requests easy from people to remember. that are like, yeah. not even remember just putting it in. Like, they're like, yeah. hey, where do I put in the coupon code? I just signed up. It's like, no, you put it in before you sign up. Like, you already yeah. fucked up. So people will like upgrade and then be like, I forgot to use the coupon code. And it's like, well, how? <laughs> how did this happen? So making it more explicit that like pressing the upgrade button will upgrade your account, um, having different views. So like if you're on the starter plan, you don't see the same upgrade page as somebody that's on the pro plan, um, things like that. And sort of paving the way for a, a brave new world of a brand new pricing model. Um, lots of exciting things come down the pipe. Uh, for the more technically minded folks in our audience, um, I'm converting a lot of stuff from JavaScript to TypeScript, uh, which is a very large and daunting process, but um, it's going to happen. Uh, the site builder is already entirely written in, in TypeScript, and so um, I'm able to pull in other projects and like slowly move them over to the new stuff. Um, and hopefully what that'll let me do is make the JavaScript files a little bit smaller. Uh, hopefully they'll be a little bit less buggy, and um, they all use the same fancy new... Uh, uh, UI library that I built. So um, if you use a site builder, you'll notice like the, the very beautiful, like marshmallowy looking buttons and everything is nice and smooth and has these beautiful shadows and smooth. Uh, some, some very consistent colors. Yeah, it's mellow. great. I spent a lot of time working on this UI library, putting together like some sliders and some text boxes and some check boxes and it's pretty slick. Everything. Yeah, it's very slick. Uh, and so now it's going to be rolling out to the whole rest of the site because everything is going to TypeScript. So Very exciting cool. times. Very neat. Um, Brent, have you played any games these days or anything in that department? Uh, I officially beat uh, Enter the Gungeon with one of the characters, That's which right. means I'm fucking done. I'm not going <laughs> to do it with the other characters. I'll, like, I'll still jump in every now and then, but I'm not going to try and beat it with all four because fuck it. <laughs> it took yeah. me a, it took me 100 hours with one. I'm done. Yeah, that's insane. Um, when we just had Mark last on, he was talking about the Dark Souls games, and that's how I play them. It's like, once I beat it, I'm not thinking about New Game Plus. It's just like, I'm good. Yeah, it's and with Internet Gungeon, it's all like RNG, so it's just like, oh, there's God. a good, yeah, that's frustrating. There's a, like, there's a good chance I could have beaten it in 30 hours, but I just kept hitting shitty stuff, so, Damn. you know, it's like, there's no guaranteed I'd beat it with the other three characters in the same amount of time, or more, or maybe even more, so it's just like, it's fun. I'll hop in every now and then, but I'm in my mind. I'm officially done that game because I beat the one character fully. Um, right. I also bought a uh, Wizorb, which is W I Z O R B. It's uh, basically just brick break, uh, where you have a ball bouncing around on the screen. You're breaking the bricks with the little paddle sliding around at the bottom. Uh, it was like three dollars on Steam, so real cheap. But it's done in a really cool, like sixteen bit, like sort of world. And you're a wizard, so you get different power-ups to it, and you have to break the bricks as long as defeating enemies on screen. Certain enemies have to be defeated certain ways, and get a little bonus. Just really, really cool way of doing a brick break to, like, a staple of the gaming, you know, industry. And it was a cool, cool way to do it. Cool innovation for it. Nice. And for three bucks, that's, you know, that's an easy, like, throwaway, like, play for a few hours, and you're done forever. Like, no, no loss there. Definitely. Uh, and I'm playing Bayonetta, actually, right now. <laughs> I was playing, like, a few minutes before we started recording, and apparently that game is just a movie, 
because I've maybe played 10 minutes of it out of the 40, 50 minutes I've played. The <laughs> rest has all been cutscenes. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So I'm like in the middle of a cutscene when we started recording. I just paused it and uh, minimized it. Um, but it's cool. Like it just drops you in immediately. Just like, hey, you're on a falling clock tower fighting a bunch of like winged angel things along with this lady in red. Fucking go at it. And you're just like, oh, I don't even know the controls. Like, and you're just mashing. Um, right. Uh, what little gameplay you did get to play, though, or is it enjoyable? Is it just like a hack and slash? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Devil May Cry. It's done by Platinum Studios, who did, like, Beautiful Joe and uh, Nier Automata and stuff. Um, it feels very reminiscent of God of War, which I was a big fan of those games, because it's just, like, a good power fantasy for that. And with a degree of strategy, because, like, certain enemies you can't just button mash at, so you have to, you know, pay attention, time out stuff, right? Produced by Sega. It opens up in, like, a graveyard and has, like, the lead, like, uh, directors and uh, producers and stuff, like, names on the headstones. And one of the main characters is pissing on the director's tombstone. <laughs> so, like, th- they're very, like, tongue-in-cheek. And it just feels like God of War plus uh, a Tim Burton cabaret. Just so aware of itself and just, like, real cheesy over the top. And it's great. Like, it's it knows what it wants to be and it just goes full force into it. And I gotta respect the hell out of that. And I, I really enjoy it, and I like it already, just aesthetically and stuff. So I'm sure it's gonna be fun. That's cool. Yeah, for some reason, I'm the game that comes to mind is Heavenly Sword, that PS3 game. Oh, is yeah. That, is it anything like that, or am I just, like, confusing it just because of, like, female main characters, or... I'm not sure. Well, it's because you're a misogynist pig, though. Oh, it makes no, sense. goddammit. Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't played Heavenly Sword, but I heard it was just kind of like a God Award kind of clone, but like an Asian setting, so I don't know. Right. I'm sure there was like interesting, unique things to it, but more or less people just saw it as a God Award clone, especially that- for the PS3 launch. Yep, that's what I've been told. Oh my god, I saw a post the other day, fucking PS3 came out 12 years ago. That's upsetting. What? That's awful. Yeah, it really fucked with me, and now I, I had to share it with other people. Because, like, the guy, like, I was supposed to guy saying, like, oh, yeah, I've had this old boy for years now. Like, now my kids play it. And I was like, what do you mean? It came out, like, three years ago. What? Oh! Like, yep. uh, like, it was like Doctor Who. I just started, like, mutating and realized, like, all the accumulated time I've had. Oh, God, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I got Bayonetta. That's supposed to be, like, 15 hours to beat. You can do different, like, levels and get ratings and stuff, so people try to go for, like, the double S and platinum ratings and, you know, perfect it. Fuck that. <laughs> I have no interest in doing that. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll probably burn through it in, like, 15 to 20 hours. And then hopefully get to Akumi. Uh, but that one's supposed to be long as shit. That's supposed to be, like, 50 hours. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah. I do want to play Okami. It's, like, remastered. Okami. Yeah. Yeah, it's the HD on uh, Steam. So... Also, I just saw Nino Kuni 2. Uh, yeah, uh, I never played the first, though. Ah. Uh, th- now, Okami is like 50 hours. Like, that's a good amount of time. That's like a well-paced, like, AAA title uh, length for a game. Yeah. Nino Kuni is like a lifetime. That's like... Persona like, shit? Uh, I, maybe even longer. Like, oh, it, no. <laughs> I never... I, I don't even think I got like a quarter of the way through the first one. Like, there's just... There's so much shit. So, like, I'm not, like, they're fine games, they're good, but just be aware, like, you could buy that and only that for, like, two, three years. So, like, it's it's got a lot of content. I feel like they probably want to 
maintain that um, reputation with the follow-up game as well. Uh, they probably will, yeah. Like, I, they're good games and stuff, but, like, god damn, is there a lot to do? And it's just like, I, I can't. <laughs> like, it I definitely caught my eye, but, uh, yeah, unless I played the first one, I don't think I want to jump in at part two. Um, so, as far as games, I've got a lot to talk about, but one thing that the most recent thing that happened is that, that I got a new laptop. Um, listeners remember when I first started the podcast, I think I got the Surface Pro 3 and I was really happy with that. It's like basically a tablet, the tablet that's supposed to replace your laptop. Um, that thing just started to give me issues and I'm like, you know what? I want an upgrade. Let's, uh, see what the next like iteration of the Surface is. So they have the Surface Pro 4 and I was looking at those. I'm like, eh, do I really just want to do that? And then they have the Surface laptop and, and they also have this thing called the Surface book. So there's all sorts of options. Long story short, I decided to go with the Surface laptop thinking i i just want a laptop i don't really use the tablet aspect of this thing so let's go with that got the thing it was a lot of money it didn't meet my expectations i felt like i didn't even really get an upgrade uh it had an i7 seventh generation so that meant it was a dual core processor and 16 gigs of ram i'm like this thing's gonna be a beast it really wasn't it was struggling with like i mean literally first uh boot it had an issue installing an update and then I started audacity just to be like, I'm going to be using this machine for podcasting like nonstop. Let's see how it does. And it was like fucking freezing on me. I'm like, Oh man. So I took it back and I'm like, what's, let me get a more powerful machine and steer away from Microsoft. And I decided to go with the HP Spectre and it has the i7 8th generation, which actually, there's a significant difference between the generations between 7th and 8th generation. Apparently, 7th has the dual-core processor, and then 8th generation has the quad-core processor. So, that was a big deal to me. Um, 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, it's also got a 4K display, which is like, this is the first item or device I own that's anything's in 4K, so that's like a bonus. And, goddamn, it's so sleek, and it runs so smoothly. I have all all sorts of tabs going. I'm streaming the podcast. I'm recording. I have Discord. All sorts of things like simultaneously happening, happening, and it's just handling it very smoothly. So I recommend steering away from the laptop surface, uh, or the surface laptop is what it's called. Um, mainly if you're looking for performance like me, if you're like going to be podcasting and stuff. And the best part about it was by me returning the surface laptop, which was overpriced and buying this HP Spectre, I got like, I don't even know, like $800 back because the, the Surface laptop was so expensive in comparison to something that has better specs. So I'm much happier with this device. And I, and that led me to install Steam on this. And I'm currently able to install Firewatch for the first time on, it, on my <laughs> fucking laptop. So Years I do later. On playing that. I know. I was like, Jesus Christ. So that's exciting. I do plan on playing that eventually. But the first games I did install were Talisman Digital Edition, which I know Brent's just like, oh, God. But Fuck interesting, interestingly enough, there's been a shitload of updates. In fact, it almost looks like another developer joined the team because at, when we were playing and I'd start up the game, I'd see two developers names now when i start the game there's three and there's more expansions more character cards but the only downside to that is how like pricey everything is like each character i think is like two dollars for their card or like for the expansion it's like six seven dollars so i have at up at one point i had every single expansion you can get but there's like another like 
I don't even know, six or seven now. So that's something I want to wait for a Steam sale and see if those go on sale and then try to complete that collection. Because I do love that game. It is RNG bullshit. And there, it's just exciting it's to see. of it. It really is. But there's so many new cards and exciting things and characters. So that's got me hooked again. I'm playing that a little bit, streaming some of that. So stop in the Twitch channel. Um, I'm back into Path of the Sky too, that roguelike that I really love, but it's, st- and that also saw some updates, but it's just still very, cr- uh, buggy. Like on occasion, it'll, it'll, I'll just get as far as I can and then it'll crash and I'm like, damn it. Like I, I didn't even get to upload my high score. So that kind of shit's frustrating. Um, all right. And now here's the big Kingdom Hearts update. Oh um, boy. This is like, see you guys back in 20 yeah, minutes. That's what I'm saying. Bye. So you might want to talk like, to you guys later. Skip see this part of you don't give a shit about Kingdom Hearts. This is a Kingdom Hearts podcast. <laughs> Please stay on topic. God damn it. Um, but no, <laughs> so I'm still going strong with Rechain of Memories. Uh, I'm level 80-something with Riku, so I th- I got like less than 19 levels to go. It's going to take forever to get him to level 99, but I'm excited to do that. But I did get impatient and started Kingdom Hearts 2 briefly just because it's going to take forever. And I did get to the first save point with Roxas, so that's about where I am with that. But in this 1.5, 2.5 like collection that I have for PS4, there's like the HD uh, cinematics of the game recoded, and that was a game I never got to play. Uh, I think Coded was originally a game for your phone, and they remastered it as Recoded for the Nintendo DS. And what I'm watching is just strictly c- the cinematics. So thank God I don't have to f- play this goddamn game again because it's just more grinding as Sora doing the exact same thing in the exact same vir- environments. But Okay, so this is straight from a Wikia. I'm going to read like of like the key po- important parts of this brief synopsis and then I'm going to cut off at the point where I'm like, "All right, they've gone too far and it's not even worth talking about anymore." But I want to get your guys' feedback on this. So, the premise of Recoded is this game takes place after the events of Kingdom Hearts 2 and follows the story of Jiminy Cricket, King Mickey, oh, Donald Christ. Duck, and Goofy in Disney Castle. So, while organizing the records in Jiminy's journal, he, uh, from the travels that he had with Sora and friends, he's curious about the line, thank Namine, because if you remember from the games, uh, after Sora went to Castle Oblivion, the journal gets erased and all that's left is the words, thank Namine. So Jiminy's curious about that. And there's also a line he didn't realize that was in there. It's something really cryptic, like their hurting will be mended when you return to end it. So it's really like means absolutely nothing. So he wants to go investigate this with King Mickey. And in order to do that, they digitize the contents of the journal and go into a simulated world to investigate. So basically it's the matrix, like the journal itself, despite being empty and nothing written on the pages, each page contains data that was stored from the journal. But in order to access that you have to go into this place called the Datascape. So that's where Jiminy, King Mickey, Donald, and Goofy go. And so they're, they've awakened a virtual data Sora on virtual Disney islands to carry out, to like go through all the worlds to unglitch the stuff. The, and the reason the journal's blank is because everything's glitching. So you're sending data Sora on a giant chore to just go to all the previous worlds he's already visited in fucking Kingdom Hearts 1 now, Kingdom Hearts Reach, uh, Chain of Memories, and now Recoded. It's the same game three times at this point. But there is some differences uh, because it's data Sora and there's like different cutscenes and shit. Long story short, uh, he... He has to do all this stuff for them, and 
uh, this whole time, King Mickey and them are in the Disney castle, like watching the events of this all like on a computer screen. And all of a sudden, Datasaur busts down the door and he's in the room they are. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Riku appears and Riku's like, I'm actually Jiminy Cricket's journal, uh, represented as Riku, and I'm here to tell you that you are inside the datascape. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is happening? So it was seriously the goddamn, like, it was the Matrix on acid. I don't know how to describe it. They took it way too far. There, and there's like Maleficent and Pete, uh, somehow wound up in the datascape, and you have to save them, and it, it, it got way too bizarre. I was literally laughing out loud when, uh, Riku revealed himself. He's like, I'm actually the consciousness of Jiminy Cricket's journal, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on at this point? So, long story short, Data Sora ends up fighting Data Roxas, and then Data Namine reveals to Sora's that he's the key that connects everything, and this is where he's reveals that he has ties to Roxas, Axel, she and furthermore, the characters Terra, Ventus, and Aqua from Birth Whoa, by whoa, Sleep. whoa! Spoilers, Doug. No, it's Spoilers. not. Even, that's not. It's not really. It's just. It's just. I feel like that's all you kind of knew that in the back of your mind, anyway. And then the whole point is, I know nothing. And then Mickey leaves the data scape. Oh, and that's the depressing fact of it all. It's like these are all just data characters. None of them are real, and they helped you do all this shit. None of them know, are real, anyway, Doug. They know. They know that their memories are going to be wiped anyway so it was like all depressing and like crazy and mickey's like now i'm gonna go tell real sora this information and that's what he writes in the message at the end in the bottle at the end of kingdom hearts 2 and it's basically like you have ties to venta terrace uh whoever the fuck and it's just the whole matrix thing and retelling of kingdom hearts 1 all over again but with a different version of sora it it made me like straight up laugh and i'm like why the fuck how did anyone think that this would be okay and a good idea and the worst part about it is it there is some kind of like it makes sort of sense, but it no, they've gone don't defend way too it. far. I know, I know, I don't want to, but it, it was. But you it, are. I know. So <laughs> don't. I'm not. So gonna. stop. Ah, oh, damn it! It's you it's bring frustrating. Li- you bring these little things like, hey guys, isn't this selling Kingdom Hearts? We're like, we fucking. It's all dumb. It's stupid as shit. It's so convoluted. Yeah. I like. I like one and two. They don't hold up. Or at least one definitely doesn't hold up. Two does. Yeah. But it just spirals into fuck all. Like it. Even the game developers know it's bullshit. Like. It's all so dumb. <laughs> yeah. I sure and, like, hope Kingdom Hearts 3 has some kind of like really like mind bendingly good like story like wrap up. It, it won't. I, it really I, won't. I sure hope it does because otherwise this is just a big like, I don't know, rabbit chase or like goose chase. I don't know. It won't because they have to explain fucking Ansem and Riku. No one has told me what the fuck no, that is because no one I, understands that's, it. That's even easy. Like that's like that's on like the like I don't know easy spectrum of all the c- complicated shit going on in Kingdom Hearts. That's just What's one part on of it though. That's what I mean. So there's Xehanort who's the ultimate bad guy who apparently fuck is in this. in fucking Birth by Sleep, and then he was uh, like kind of like Sora got turned into a heartless. So then he's got the heartless version of of Xehanort is Xemnas or no Xemnas is the nobody version. And Ansem is the heartless version. So, and then uh, Riku opened his heart to darkness, allowing Ansem inside. But anyway, I'm not going to go into it. So that's King Mark. We're going to leave that. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it 20 minutes later after yeah, I've gone into I'm all sorry. of it. All right. Well, and then I did get the platinum for Life is Strange Before the Storm. It's super easy. I was only missing a few graffiti points. Like, if you go in the one mode, you can revisit the stuff and, like, just go get the graffiti you missed. So that's a super easy platinum if you're looking for one and a great game. 
Uh, I did get around to beating everybody's golf. I didn't see it coming either. I didn't know I was about to beat it. And now I'm in like after game mode where like you're some special rank where you play the characters you've already beat and you have to like, they return for revenge matches wearing different outfits. So if you beat them, you get their new outfits and stuff. It's really cool. I actually just beat the commissioner of like the whole organization of that game. And he's like this really like crazy, overly dramatic, like comedic character. He's a goofball and it's cool now that I beat him. I can, uh, customize my characters to have his like aesthetics and stuff. Um, and then last but not least, Rocket League has a spring event going on. Uh, esports are live with like the fifth season, if I'm not mistaken. And there's like a current, like for the spring event, there's like this flower currency that you get for free every time you play some matches. So, and you can it's use flower. That, yeah, you, you can use this currency to buy like special items just for this event. And there's some, there's some neat ones. So I definitely recommend check it, checking it out. Um, but yeah. That's basically all I've been playing. Do you guys feel like <laughs> basically all? I know it's been a lot, uh, and that the whole recoded thing was I could not have, have missed that opportunity. Let's not get into it. Yeah, no, let's not. This is in the past. Let's leave it there. Well, uh, I will say real quick though. Uh, just jumping off, life is strange. We won't have to devolve into that. Um, after seeing the farewell episode, the bonus episode, I am understanding uh, Judge Greg's viewpoint that Max Thank is the you. worst. Yes. I disagree with him still. Oh, considering really? that, considering Life is Strange has a is a game about two murderers, I don't think she's the worst. But I can definitely understand why people would see her as like a dick, like dick thing to do as a character. Like, but also she's a dumb kid in that episode. So, I don't know. like I said, we'll we'll get into it. Like, if we have Nick and Judge Greg back on, and I was all just going to suggest that but, we're going to have to do that and have a full blown discussion because they're the right crowd for that. Yeah, but yeah, let's play a quick game of game or no game. Kingdom Hearts, whatever edition of Bubble Fuckery point five point oh. It's yeah. a game. <laughs> it's a game. It's probably a game. It probably is. Oh damn it! Uh, is there a Kingdom Hearts mobile game yet? There probably is. That's what Coded was initially, and it was before. Like it wasn't like a mobile handheld. Game. It was a mobile. Yes, it was real bet. Oh god. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're playing game or no game. Let's see what you guys think of a game called Sports Friend. F- oh, actually, Sports <laughs> Friends. Friends. It's not just one. Sports friends. Yeah, it's one just, word. It's just I one guy a game. you throw a baseball back and forth with. Um, no, I mean, I don't think it is. It is indeed a game. Point to Basta. Um, let's see, though. What do you guys think Terrible of this game. the Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars? No. Right. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, you guys are on that way too quick. That's a no, but... I'd that movie it. traumatized me. You don't think I know everything about that movie and oh, all its iterations? Right. I forgot. That was actually a movie. It was like the sequel to The Brave Little Toaster. The Brave Little Wait, Toaster. Wait, what? No. What the fuck? No, goes the to Bra- Mars? Is this a yeah, real Yeah, that's thing? the thing. I'm not kidding. The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars is the movie that came after. And that's why- A 1987 I- American animated comedy film what adapted from the 1986 novel The Brave Little Toaster, a bedtime story for small appliances. You know what? <laughs> wait, sure. Wait, it's for small appliances, not about small appliances? Oh, no, so it's, I'm supposed it's to put this movie on for my toaster? Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I read the story to my microwave every night before we go to bed. The cover art on it is actually really, uh, really cute. It's got a picture of a vacuum cleaner with some tiny eyes. Oh, yeah, the movie was great, but I never saw the Ghost of Mars edition, and that's why I thought maybe they made a game of it. I guess no, not. I didn't it's know not. they made they a didn't. sequel to it. Hey, guys, remember the first movie where the air conditioner kills itself? <laughs> that, oh, that God was damn it. That's horrifying. depressing as fuck. That's not depressing. That's traumatizing as fuck. It really is. Um, do you think there's a game called Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Make the Grade? Yes. Yes. Oh, there is. Damn it. That's <laughs> um, that's that's the cheap shovelware that's on Wii. How about Michael Jackson the experience? Mm, no. Michael Jackson the ex no, it's not a game. It is! And I Shit. gotta see what, what it's for. Yeah. I think that I know there's was it Moonwalker? Is his like was it at uh SNES game? Yeah, I'm thinking it looks like a PC to me. I can't tell exactly what this is for. Oh, no, PlayStation Move for PC. PlayStation oh, God Play, damn it. PlayStation Move or the 360s Connect. Oh, God. See, that's, that's, why, that's why I hate this, because there's so much uh, shovelware and cheap shit with just celebrities' names on it that, like, all of these are feasible. Pretty much. Ah, uh, it's tricky. What a mess. Do you think there's a game called Who Wants to School? What? <laughs> Who wants to school? Yeah. Might want, want to rework that title if it is one. Um, um no. I'm going to no. say I'm going to say yes cuz I think it's too like, even Doug would be like you wouldn't believe this if it wasn't real. It's a no. I wanted it Fuck. to be real. And no, that's the thing. It sounds like it sounds stupid enough to be in this game. Um but how about, let's do just a couple more. Do you think there's a game called Bad Boys Miami Takedown? <laughs> yes! <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> yes, there um, is. Uh, yes. It's a game that was the yeah. right decision, and it was based off the movie uh, with Will oh, Smith. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, I think it was Game Boy Advance. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, GameCube. That's what I meant to say. Uh, hey, did you guys see Bad Boys 3, also known as Bright? Instead of Martin Lawrence, it's just an ogre. Oh, Jesus. It's basically the same movie. Interesting. Uh, last three. Do you think there's a game called Ants Extreme Racing? That's it? Ants Extreme Racing? It yep. made it sound like there was something that came after Wait. Um, well, if it helps, it's Ants with a Z. I was gonna oh. say, does it have a Z at the end of it? Um, yes, that's a game. Uh, I know yes, there's a bug. I know there's a Bugs Life game. I don't know if Ant. I know there's an Ant game, but I don't know if it was solely racing. I I'll say, I'll say, it. I'll say yes, though. You are both correct. That is for PS2 Ants Extreme Racing based on the movie Ants. God damn. Yeah, that movie is awful. It is. Yeah, it's a story about war. Yeah, yeah. Like, bizarre, it's and they're just very graphically starring each other. Woody. Yeah, Woody it's Allen. a little bit grotesque. <laughs> starring Woody that. Allen and Sylvester Stallone, who kind of look like their ants. One of what's better than gross, realistic-looking CGI ants? A pedophile ant. Oh God, damn it! Yeah, it's you yeah, brought it up. Can, yeah, a pedophile sorry. ant that goes off to war and introduces children to the horrors of. Uh, prolonged violence. And then comes home and marries his daughter Bride. Jesus. Last two, do you think there's a game called Legend of the Sketchbook? No. 
No. We had too many in a row that were true. Oh, shit. You guys are catching on. That's a no. And then last one, nuclear booty advance. Sorry, what? Nuclear booty advance. Nuclear booty advance. It's NBA, man. Everyone's into it. That's what that stands for. I never knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it's not a game. It's not a game. I say it is. It's a no, but that's Ah. how we play game or no game. Basil's winning anyway, so <laughs> I took that dive. Yep, it happens. Um, is there any kind of news? We got some time before we wrap this one up. Uh, let's see. We'll see what uh, I've been going for a while, which I'm sure everyone loved. Uh, so I don't know what we talked about in the last uh, few episodes. I will say, though, I bought uh, Valhalla, which eh, it's a game, but I argue it's more of a visual novel more than anything. Uh, but it's very good. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I bought the soundtrack for that recently. So that's super good. And I highly recommend anyone who likes electronic sort of new wave uh, sort of music. It's synthy as shit, and I love it. Cool. Uh, so Valhalla. And if you do want to buy it, buy it from the guy's Bandcamp directly, and it's cheaper than everywhere else. And the money will go right to the artist instead of fucking Amazon and iTunes and shit. Um, news-wise, though... Uh, New Overwatch character, Brigitte, 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 uh, no one's really sure how to pronounce it. I'm just going to go with Brigitte. Uh, for anyone who plays, she's Torbjorn's daughter, and she's kind of a mix of Torbjorn and Reinhardt. And I wouldn't be surprised if she gets nerfed. She's a support tank, and is pretty good, except for she has almost no mobility or range. So that's like her big drawbacks. Okay. Otherwise, she's pretty powerful. So that's a fun character. Um, did you guys talk about Smash? Uh, we mentioned it very briefly, just the fact that it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, they announced it, it goes without saying they were gonna bring it to Switch eventually, like, they'd be morons if they didn't, uh, and so far, it's the same roster, like, the classic roster as usual, and then, uh, the Splatoon kids. Yeah. The Inklings. What else? Vermintide 2? Oh, we did bring up that actually too, and that, that yeah, that was a topic last week. Uh, one thing for Switch okay. though that I did see that's kind of like speculative, and it's based on like a website just having it as a listing, and people are like, "Oh, that means it's going to be a thing." I don't know if that guarantees it or not, but Diablo three was listed on some website, I think, over in the UK for like a, it's going to be available on Nintendo Switch, and like that's information that shouldn't be available just yet. So it's Bren's favorite. It's a leak, but that. On the bingo card. Oh god damn it! But like this one seems, mm, eh, this one seems like an actual leak. I don't think Blizzard's cheap enough to have like you know. Oh no, it's a leak. Oops. Right. Like, and I also think it's not like surprising to be like, oh well, old games like Skyrim are coming to Switch. Like Diablo three. Why wouldn't that? I I'm, I'm not surprised to be honest, and I'm sure that'll make a lot of people happy. So it, I could see it also doing very well, like portable on like the little screen. Right, like because it's top down and stuff, so I could see that working out pretty well. And 
it's it's a uh, people weren't thrilled about it when it first came out, and then there's like more expansions to it, and that sucked more people in. And I know a ton of people who just get sucked in with every new season. Like they release it in seasons and like waves of new content, and people keep going back to it like every season, max out whatever characters they have, and then drop it until next season. So it works. Mm. Like it's still got a dedicated fan base, even yeah. if it's not like the biggest Blizzard title right now. I got to give it another chance because I was part of that first wave of people being like, this sucks. It's not what I wanted. <laughs> I think it's one of those games where you really need to play it with people. Like you need to have three other friends to play it in a squad. I don't think you could solo it. That like, makes sense. It's possible. It's just not nearly as fun. Yeah, absolutely. Much like Vermintide. Right. Um, Anything you want to add on that? Uh, Vermintide? Uh, it's like 30 bucks on Steam and uh, there's definitely some issues, but it's apparently a massive improvement of the first one. Which I have, but haven't played yet. Um, and it's a lot more gear focused, apparently. So it's a lot of loot. Uh, there's grimoires and tomes that you pick up that make it harder after you pick up. So I think the tome is the hardest. And when you pick it up, you lose like a third of your health, like your maximum health. And you have to beat it while carrying the tomb. And if you're carrying it, you can't carry other items like health potions and stuff. So it just makes that level really hard, but if you get it, it, you get a lot of better loot for it. And since it's all loot-based now, better loot, better game, so. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it, it, I would really want to get into it, but like it, like I said, it's a game where you really kind of need a full team to play with it, or at least like two other people to really get the full enjoyment out of it. Right. So, uh, also coming to Switch, Undertale. So, if you haven't played it and don't despise it because of the fucking horrendous fan base uh but i think they've moved over to something else so they're not as toxic anymore uh it's coming switch and that'd be a really good game for switch especially being portable because it's pretty simple definitely yeah Yeah. i'm curious to see there's some like meta game mechanics in there that kind of fuck with you so i'm curious to see if they translate well to a different console than the one it was intended to be made for I would imagine that it's not just going to be a straight port. They're probably going to go through and fiddle with some things to make it appropriate for Switch. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And it's just, it's crazy that, like, one guy did all that. It's, it's you know, a few other people helped, like, with the art, but it's almost, like, 80% was just one dude. And it's just such a massive phenomenon, for, especially for an indie game. So, good for them. Uh, Dante from Devil May Cry is coming to Monster Hunter World. As a DLC character. So oh, I'm not shit. Sh- Yeah. Like the good Dante, not the yeah, yeah. DMC black hair, uh, hot topic bitch ass Dante. <laughs> um, so I never got into Devil May Cry, but I know some people really like that franchise. So that'll be fun playing as him in that game. I'm sure he's going to bur- come with his own, like, you know, three or four custom weapons that like have his style to it. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Amanda from One Track Gamers is a, a- pretty big fan of devil may cry games yeah i know some people are huge fans of the franchise so it's you know that'll be good for them and i'm hoping that he's now the second character added along with aloy from uh horizon zero dawn yep so i'm hoping this is uh oh you've kind speculated this yeah as a president they're setting with other characters are going to be added because like there's no story to monster hunter no one gives a shit about the story so you can just throw in whoever you want as like easy fun cameos um, and it won't break the game. Um, along with the Aloy update, your cat, your Palico, who's like an assistant for you, uh, got a Mega Man skin. So it looks like a voxel, like 3D cube 
uh, Mega Man, and it has like the sound effects and all that, and the battle oh, music. Wow. So it's like really fun, but it's kind of disturbing to see him in a 3D environment and like acting like a cat. It's weird, um, <laughs> but it's like goofy and over the top. And Monster Hunter has always been that. They've always been very, uh, you know, unabashed. Never took himself too seriously. So I'm really hoping this is going to lead way to more characters, namely Geralt, Geralt <laughs> who they announced is going to be in the new Soul Calibur Six. Oh yeah, that. Oh, they should throw Goku in. No, that's one thing I saw people like speculating. They're like, oh, they should put Wait. Goku in Smash. No. <laughs> Wait, Goku in Monster Hunter or Soul yeah, Calibur? No, no. Oh, Monster Hunter, that'd be great. That'd be weird. Here's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Nintendo to finally get acquired by Disney and then just have everything pile onto Smash. Just turn yeah. it into the most worthless shit show game that just goes on and on forever with every character in every fictitious environment ever invented. I want to be able to play as Tim Allen from the Santa Claus and Smash. <laughs> Holy shit. That would be so cool. Like, such a gigantic roster. I want to play as Martin Short as Jack Frost from the Santa Claus 3. I want to play as Bambi's mother. It's going to be great. Her special move is she takes a bullet for her teammate. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. And then he plays Bambi dad and he walks over and just says, suck it up, you bitch. And then walks away. Because Bambi's dad's of, uh, an asshole. What kind of Lion King characters would, would be in Smash Brothers? Uh, Timon and Pumbaa. I think there they would be, go. They would be items. Like you would throw something, you would throw a, like big juicy grub down and they would come out and like try to chase it down and hit anyone that's on the ground level of where you throw it. And then Mufasa would come out as uh, Simba's smash, like his ultimate smash move. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I want to be Have I thought way too much mom. about this? Wait, is who? Littlefoot's mom from the land Littlefoot. before time. No! Oh, is that even Disney? I feel like I'm not sure. Uh, um, no, I don't think so. Littlefoot's mom would be like a level, because like, it's <laughs> just like a fucking giant-ass yeah, dinosaur that's like lifting yeah. its neck and shit. Yeah. Uh, actually, a brontosaurus isn't real. It's an apatosaurus. That's oh, a misnomer. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Why do they call it? Br- where did I learn that bullshit? Brontosaurus it, it was, was called invented. that. Well, it was called that, and then they realized, like, oh, wait, that's not what this is. This is something we already discovered. They just fucked up the fossil findings. Oh, no, no, no. This is this is a fun story. So there were these two guys that were really into digging up dinosaur bones, right? And they worked for, like, competing museums. Charles and Bronto. There was this- <laughs> hey, ma, <laughs> I found a dinosaur. It was a mad race to, like discover new dinosaurs and like they just oh, yeah, started getting it. really sloppy and like putting together the bones from different dinosaurs together yeah, and like stitching it. them together into these like Frankenstein dinosaurs. No way. And then like many years later, scientists were like, um, these bones do not go together. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> this this dinosaur was not a dinosaur. Um it's yeah, a duck. And Brontosaurus was one of those dinosaurs, but like yeah. the dinosaur that most closely resembles it is an up. Why does a, this a, thing a, have six a, penis a, bones? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have any penis bones? What? Yeah, that's. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Doug, nice. you want to talk about something? No, I think that's a thing, but let's not talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't think it is. Uh, yeah. Dinosaurs are fucking rad. Cool. Um, that was a what good else? tangent. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Mirror's Edge and Street Fighter are apparently getting TV series. We'll see how fucking good that goes. Uh, Sea of Thieves came out. That was like a big uh, hype for the Xbox One. People were really excited about that. And there's a lot of trailers and E3 presentations uh, centered around that. 
Because it's basically like a big MMO, but you're a pirate and you play with friends and attack other pirates who are other players, like in an open world. Turns out it's not that great. Maybe the hype wasn't deserved. Yeah, it looks Maybe. really good. I'll give him credit it for looks some of the nice. screen caps I've seen. But as far as I think, I also saw a Bassett post an article like, "Yeah, it's only ten percent of a complete game. Like, there's a lot that's there's just unfinished. not much in there. Yeah, like it. Like they say it's finished. There's just nothing in. It. Like there's nothing yeah, to do. It's it's honestly like in looking through it. This is a game that I hadn't heard of before I saw the story. And like looking through it, I'm not really sure what they were trying to sell. Like. Yeah, I- Honestly, it feels like the No Man's Sky of the sea. They no promised like this sea. big open world where like you would attack other pirates and another pirate would come in and it's all real players. But apparently there's like a 24 player cap to every server. So like you can only yeah. find so many people. Well, that's not that's not too unexpected, right? Like instance exists in most games. The thing is that the thing that I'm really stumped by is like this is already a game. Minus the MMO aspects, right? Like, Sid Meier's Pirates is this game, but, like, not in first person and not an MMO. So, really, all they were doing was, like, trying to copy a game that already exists and add multiplayer to it, but they did it very poorly, and they only got about 5% of the way there. At least with Pirates, like, there's a storyline, there is ship upgrades, like, they have a game that they could just, like, call up China and be like, hey, copy this shitty game, well, it's not a shitty game, Pirates is actually a really <laughs> game, copy this game for us and this make, like, a shitty game. knockoff that does all of these things that we want our game to do, but make it modern. And they could do that, just throw money at the problem, but they didn't, and instead they half-assed it and trying to make a quick buck, I guess. I don't know what the plan is with games like this. I don't think it was a quick buck, but I think it was uh, definitely the Kool-Aid. People got really hyped and excited for it with all the E3 trailers, and E3 is just advertisements. Don't believe what you see. Uh, but people drank that Kool-Aid and were like all on board. Like, this game's going to be great. And it came out, and we're like, it's not that great. It's like, well, it might have I mean, been it, if you didn't hype it up. Like, it, right. it, I mean, it should have been great, right? Like, it, it, it should have been a good game. It's just the developers failed to deliver. I mean, it, there, there's no fault in drinking the Kool-Aid when you see a, a, a cool game being announced and showing, like, cool features. Like, it's understandable that people got excited about this. It's just the company, like, failed literally everything. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like maybe they're working out bugs or I don't know, you know. No, we, there's, we, nothing, we there's nothing to it. It, it would be one thing if it was they were working out bugs, like certain things just didn't work right or they were buggy, but like there's just not a lot there. Like in reading through some different experiences from people on the internet, like, because I'm not going to fucking buy this game. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> but like, it just sounds like it's these repetitive fetch quests and that's it. That's the whole thing. And then the other people in the game, there's there's no like reason for you to interact with them other than to troll them. So... Well, well apparently it's uh like the main way of interacting is battling and stealing their treasure but then no one apparently like a problem is no one actually goes and gets treasure they just wait around for everyone else to get treasure and then steal it from them because it's yeah. easier to just steal from someone instead of finding it yourself yeah. and having it risk risk having it stolen from you so everyone's just sitting around waiting for the first person to actually find treasure and then it's just gonna be like a swarm on them to get it as opposed to just finding it yourself i heard a lot of people say it's uh, it's a game where you make your own fun. I was like, that's not what games are for. Like, I'm that's yeah. what I'm. That's not what I'm paying for. If I want to use my imagination and make my own fun, that's free. Then I'll fucking if, play D and D. Yeah, 
Like, if I'm <laughs> paying for it, you have to make a fun, at least a degree of fun that I can't do on my own. So that makes it's, sense to me. I, I know yeah. what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. It's anytime I hear, like, oh, this game is, like, bad by itself, but, like, it's better with friends. It's like, well, everything's better with friends. So it's like, that's not, you can't sell a game on that. Yeah, no. Even though I just said it with Vermintide. Vermintide's good, though. It, it's got content. It's just lonely without uh, by yourself. You can still play it by yourself. Like, but this one feels uh, like there's nothing. Yeah. No, <laughs> but uh, is there any other newsy things? Uh, well, f- finish things off. Uh, PUBG and Fortnite are on mobile. Fucking, no, I don't care. Uh, no one on this podcast does, but it's worth mentioning. And uh, uh, Epic Games, uh, they closed down, who developed Fortnite, uh, closed down Paragon not too long ago. And released $12 million worth of Paragon assets to uh, the Unreal Engine for free. That's very exciting. That's um, a shitload of stuff. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Like, that's, so, that's the entire game. Like, all of the money put into the development of the game. They're just like, yeah, fuck it, it's free now. Well, there, there's a lot of stuff that they didn't include. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that they've said that they will eventually release that they haven't. And so, like, whether or not they actually follow through with 100% of their announcement is yet to be seen. Yeah. But for what that they what they have already sort of put out into the, not public domain, but, like, r- roughly public domain, mm. um, it's, it's very, very cool. And it's also a very smart business move. Um, you know, they are the developers of Unreal Engine. And so, yeah, for them to put this stuff out and be like, here are all of these very high quality assets that we've put an incredible amount of care and diligence into building. Um, and then you can use them for your games. And this is the whole reason why Gary's mod became so popular, right? And there's all these games built on top of Gary's mod. Gary's yeah. mod is this shitty little side project somebody <laughs> had that turned into like a thing, right? Yeah. Like it's basically how PUBG gets started. <laughs> and for it to, for them to release this stuff and be able to say like, hey, go build your own games with our stuff, that means that small developers and indie developers and people that are building side projects and, and things like that can go out and pick up a copy of Unreal Engine, put some boilerplate together and build a really compelling game without needing to pay like a thousand dollars in fivers for people putting together like shitty game assets. So very cool stuff, uh, but also a very smart business move. Yeah, I didn't realize they uh, developed Unreal Engine. So I was curious. I'm like, why are they doing this? And then, yeah, you pointed that out. I was like, oh, yeah, that all makes sense. Uh, kind of a goodwill for the indie developer community. But I'm curious to see, because I feel like it's bound to happen, who's the first game they're going to sue for just, or if they even can, for just taking all the assets and remaking the game. Or like, just... Because it's going to be a ton of asset flips with this now. Like they're going to be, you're going to see a lot of the same character models in some really shitty, cheap games, and a lot of those games are as asset flips are just meant to be real quick and effortless and make money, and then the guy's out. Like he does not give it two shits about the game itself. He just wants money from it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see like how they deal with that. Um, I think what they've probably done is they've released the models, but they're like, you can't make this part of our lore. Right. And and it, like you can't sell this as our game. Like that's almost a certainty. Um, yeah. and, and of course, that's like part of the terms of service of the, the game itself. Um, I'm curious what the the terms of the license for the assets is. Um, right. But I think at the same time, like they really just don't care. Right. Like if people put out, you know, these these asset flip games like. 
they're probably fine with it because like they're not going to make any more money off of uh paragon they're they're really focused on making money off of unreal engine and the licensing around that so if like somebody goes and sells their game and makes a ton of money like they're still making a good amount of money um what i think would be more interesting is people that go and take these assets and then port them to a different game engine and so you know now instead of using it with unreal engine somebody starts using it with i don't know even like raw lwjgl right or like something on direct x unity exactly mm-hmm. and you know, that opens up some interesting questions. And I wonder whether the licensing addresses that and says like, oh, no, you have to use this with Unreal Engine. Because um, if that's the case, people will definitely get in trouble. Right. Yeah. I, I don't even think they're trying to make money off Unreal Engine because they got Fortnite. That's just the cash flow right now. Like that's toppling PUBG. So it's now the You would be surprised. I mean, the, the, the thing that about building a game engine is licensing costs. And so you could, for instance, have an agreement that says, like, you're just going to give us 5% of your profits. I said that really weird. Profits. 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 Um, Professors. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there, there's other licensing co- licensing agreements where it's just, like, flat fees. But um, then there's also stipulations around, like... Um, development so you'll say like all right if you want to develop something for unreal engine you're going to play this pay this fat, fat if i can use my goddamn words today pay this fat gonna, fee yeah this fat fee you're going to pay us a flat fee to be able to use unreal engine and then you're going to pay on top of that licensing cost for the game and you're going to pay a licensing cost for every developer working on the game um, as like a, a seat on the license so to speak um that's a big deal, right? So if you've got a team with 10 people, now you're paying for 10 seats on your Unreal Engine license and all of the tooling around that and all of the publishing rights around that and, and support costs. And so you probably wouldn't hear so much about the money coming in from things like Unreal Engine, but like it is real. And, you know, you have companies it's like Unreal. Ugh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, that's it. This is a good place to wrap the podcast up, but that was a solid one, guys. Let's do some plugs and uh yeah, where can we find you, Basta? You can find me working on Pinecast at pinecast.com, P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T.com. Come check it out. Start a podcast for free, no credit card required, and when you're ready for the good stuff, click on that brand spank a new upgrade button and use the coupon code unreal for your first month free very nice and how about you bren don't find me i'm not interesting instead listen to aunt b who we keep forgetting to plug every fucking episode when we use his music i'm always very grateful when you remember and he deserves it more often than like because we just never do so yeah continue (laughs) uh yeah aunt b like on uh facebook soundcloud uh, i i don't think he has a twitter but yeah check out his music it's primarily the only music we use besides the intro and i was a walrus yep that's so. just dj Cutman. so you can check him out too and if you check out our website uh for show notes and stuff we have links to their soundcloud so you can definitely get right to their stuff um speaking of which if you like our show give us a like follow subscribe tell a friend uh let them know about telephone like, or you could also send us emails like almost better than silence at gmail.com get in touch with us uh join the facebook group all that shit our handle is abt silence and yeah suggest what you'd want to hear us talk about uh conversation game topics for i was walrus game or no game all sorts of jazz so just interact with us we'll be here next week thanks for tuning in see you guys Bye. See you.